I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc., all one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, we have an incredibly exciting episode with Joe Taslim. You know him from projects like The Raid, The Night Comes For Us, Warrior, and Mortal Kombat, which we are here to talk about. I have so much respect for Joe. He's a leading man, he's a martial artist, and he's such a down-to-earth guy. It means so much he came on, and I had such a great time talking to him. Joe, I love you, brother. Here it is. Joe Taslam, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing, brother? I'm really good, Ryan. Really happy to be here. Thanks for you know, having me here. <laughs> brother, it means so much to me having me here. You know, I, I, I know I'm a white guy, but I, uh, I grew up on kung fu films, man. You know, that was oh, kind cool. of, it was really just, I, I, you know, Jet Li, Donnie Yang, Jackie Chan. They were all real heroes of mine. And, I, you know, back in the days when you could go to the, to the video rental store and you could just talk to the guy about the best Kung yeah. Fu movies that were coming over from China and Indonesia. And I would watch them and, and, you know, man, I, I caught you in the raid. And the thing that I think is so incredible about you, brother, is that, you know, a lot of these, you know, martial artists turned actors, you know, they have a certain style of, of, of martial arts and they bring that to each project. But you brother, you are an actor and a martial artist, and you develop the character. And, and and I could be wrong, but it seems like the character comes first for you before mm-hmm. the style. And then whatever is appropriate for the respective character, you make that happen. And that's what I love about your work is like, dude, you are a beautiful man. Like, you're crushing it. You could be Brad Pitt, brother. You're a badass, wow. and, and you're and you're a character actor, dude. You develop real <laughs> characters, you. and thank I, you very much. I just love watching you work, brother. It means so much, and it's so inspiring. The the, the thank night you, Ryan. the night comes for us, man. I think might be mm-hmm. one of the. I think you know, no disrespect to the producers of John Wick, but I think that's what they want. You know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> you know, because that I movie John makes Wick. John Wick. That, John Wick's great, but that movie makes John yeah. Wick look yeah. like Forrest Gump. You know. <laughs> but well, dude, thanks, thanks, Ryan. Oh man, thank you for being here. But dude, enough enough about my thoughts. So let's let's start with your journey, man. You grew up in Indonesia. Yeah, I was born in South Sumatra, Palembang, an island below Java. And I grew up, uh, I lived there till high school. And second year of high school, I joined national team of judo to just train every day. Yeah. Talk, talk to me, you know, before we even get there, what, talk to me about your childhood. What did your parents do? You know, are they artists or like, are they in, in, in martial artists or how did this whole thing, how did that bug catch you even before we get to acting? Yeah, I'm the first uh, person in my family, both my father's side and, and my mother's side, to be, you know, an actor. So <laughs> it's just pretty amazing. Um, but my dad, I grew up in a typical Asian parents. They kind of like choose the path for you. Yeah. So my parents, my dad, especially, he was crazy about sports. So me and my two uh, older brothers, He's kind of like, you guys, school, and then after school, just do sports. Because I want you guys to bring honor to the family. Yeah. And as double, double minorities, as a Chinese descent and, and non-Muslim, it's, it's, quite, it's quite tricky. It, it, was, it was quite struggling every day. And my dad, he thought that if you show, if you give something to the country that you will get respect. Mm -hmm. So my dad thought that for me being an athlete, represent the country, represent the neighborhood, the family, bring honor, you know, bring, you know, raise the flag of Indonesian flag. You somehow you will get accepted. Yeah. Somehow. So it's true though. It's true though. Yeah. So sports, uh, I moved one martial art to another. I trained wushu for like a year okay and then taekwondo for a couple of months and and then you know joined judo and spent half of my life in that sport <laughs> what, what was it about judo that attracted you you know like in a, I had I had selena low on do you know selena yeah yeah uh, i don't know him i don't know her yet oh uh, uh, yeah. she's a judoka no, no, she's just like an incredible martial artist, but she was talking about her different disciplines. And, and I'm curious yeah, yeah. because I know you're, you're a judo champion, brother. And, you know, yeah. what was it, you know, for, for all the laymen listening out there that don't understand martial arts, you know, what was it that was so interesting to you about that specific style and form? My story is a bit different than great stories about martial arts. I didn't love sport when I was a kid. So my, my dad kind of like forced me to do sport. And then I remember the first two years me uh, doing judo. I, I didn't like it. I, I hated it. I hated the sport. And I, I, the only reason I trained because my dad forced me to do it. But the funny thing, when I won my first national championship in 1997, and I realized that, oh, my God, you know, he's right. This is amazing, you know, to stand in this podium to get this gold medal. And everybody's kind of like, you You bring honor to your family, your neighborhood, to your province. And everybody just respect you more, you know, adore you. So this is great. And then I fell in love with the sport wow. after I won my first national championship. And then from there, I learned a lot. What I learned 
in judo until now the summary the summary of all is it's not about to be badass to be honest yeah it's not cool. about to kick to kick ass or to you know win a fight or whatever i think the more i get the more i i dive into this sport this martial art the more i don't want to fight the more i can control myself the more i the more patient i am if i see the potential to be a fight scene like in a real life i prefer to you know get out and then just de-escalate yeah yeah i think because the point is because i trained for 15 years like three times a day you know i trained you know to fight in competition in competition even though it's sport competition but still the vibe is your opponent want to destroy you yeah. and i want to destroy them so i think channeled all this rage anger to sport to judo somehow in a real life i turned to be a very uh <laughs> calm guy yeah <laughs> You seem but you seem like so cool, you know? Like we could just be talking on a balcony, you know, drinking whiskey and reminiscing. I love it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I and then I think that made me form me as a person in a very unique way that I have I know when I wear my gi, when I, you know, walk into on tatame to fight, I'll be different beast. Yeah. But when I get out The fight is done, you know. The fight you is can done. turn and it I off. Don't, yeah, I don't have to be a beast. I can be just a comedian or a musician yeah. or just a joker or whatever. So I, I, the, the martial art, the, the athlete's life shaped and formed me to be this type of person. That's what that's perfect to 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 you know to get into this industry like act acting. Yeah, because what I what I think about acting is not you're not playing yourself, right? You're playing a character. Yeah, that you gotta have multi personalities. That I believe great actors they have multi personalities. They're not 100%. just one color. So when I join, when I you know when I nine two thousand seven, I got my first gig and uh, it's a it's a thriller horror movie two thousand and nine. Is that karma? I did another karma. Yeah, yeah. I did another movies. It's, non-action and the raid was my first action movie and then i i fell in love with uh the director because i watched his first movie marantau gareth right yeah gareth evans yeah. i watched his his movies with marantau and then i made a promise to myself that i was still doing athlete back then and i can like if i do action movie i need to work with this guy So from there, I kind of stalk them, you know, find out who he is, yeah. you know, looking for opportunity and text him one night, ask for an audition. And he gave me that audition that, you know. For Jaka in the raid? For the raid, yeah. Wow. And at, at this <laughs> point prior to this, I'm curious, what was your relationship with cinema and pop culture? Were you consuming American content? Were you consuming Chinese content? Like what was your, what was, who was influencing you? I, my influences now and for the last five, seven years, I think Korean cinema. Okay. Amazing. And of course, American pop cultures, American movies, TV shows. I think to they're not the same the way they approach performance and acting. Yeah. So I think because of culture, the different culture as well. Because in 
the West think about melancholic is something, and then uh, over the age performance is not really, they don't really do that, which is in Korean cinema, in Asia in general, but Korean cinema for the last 10 years, they're really into it. That performance is always almost like a, you know, like almost you cross the line, you know, yeah. the way they approach acting. So I, I, my influence are both. So I kind of find good balance of how the West approach uh, acting and how the Asian, especially Korea, approach acting. So it's uh, it's, it's unique. Yeah, it's technical. I know acting is not technical, but if you really look into it, you can actually write it down. The differences, yeah. That's amazing. And and having how how did you hear about the raid? You know, was that something that was you know because it's such an incredible and titanic and and now I mean just like one of the greatest films of all time. And you know, like at, at that time, you know, I, I, Gareth had worked, but you know, I don't think he is what he is now. So talk to me about like how you heard about the production, and you know, obviously, I imagine they were looking for people that were trained, but you know, tell me how it came your way. Well, I, I I sent a text Gareth one night through Facebook. No way, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, you were hustling. I love it. We, I I stalked him. I gotta be honest. I yeah. told him that I stalked you because I really wanted to work. I uh, wanted to work with you, and I found, you know, kind of like finding out who you are or what movie you're doing. So I and one night I just braved myself to text you, ask for an opportunity, right? And then I text him. I introduced myself. I know I used to be a judo athlete. I love your movie. I, I want to really pursue my dream as a, to be an actor. If you could just please give me one chance. And then if you don't like it, just throw me out the door. Yeah. <laughs> and then he te- he texts me back. And uh, yeah, we're, we're planning to do this movie called The Raid. And then we're looking for, yeah, fighters. Actually, at that point, he looking for fighters, people who can fight. Not really that Jaka role. So yeah. I went to see him. I did the, the fighting audition. And then he looked at me, right? He looked at me like for like, you know, for quite long. And then I want you to come back. I want you to, to you know, to read this line. I want you to play this role. So it was a task. So he gave me a script of Jaka. It was... <laughs> It was quite like two pages of monologue because that's the that's the briefing in the in the truck, which oh, is, is, wow. is a is a, is a freaking two page monologue. Yeah, yeah. I was like, really? I thought you're looking for a fighter, but let's just try it. Try try to you know play this role. Yeah. And then he gave me an hour, and then he you know he went back to see me. And are you ready? Oh yeah, let's do it. And then he recorded everything, and I I performed the best I can, the best I could. And he said, like, come back again tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And he come back to because I was I was pretty new in Indonesia. So that type of role, usually they go for a famous actor, right? Right. Because monologue, performance, fight, everything in in, in this character is doing a lot of things. So he he said he talked to me that he need, he needed to argue with all the producer. I want this guy. And the other producer, no, we need to find like you know, no yeah, nap, big yeah, Jet Li or something, yeah. yeah. And then, okay, you need to come back. And then everybody, everybody was there, the producer and all these, you know, all executives there. And then they did a screen test, and I did my screen test, and then I got their trust. 
Wow. Yeah. How did, how so did it you, was, it was quite a journey. <laughs> talk to me about, you know, finding that confidence to come back in because, you know, that, that is such a sink or swim moment, you know, like when you have all these producers and you have this thing, it's like, you know, even if you don't bring like 120%, you know, they can yeah. see it. So how, you know, did you just channel all that, you know, confidence you had from fighting and, you know, in, in all those championships, like, how did you, how did you pull it off brother? Well, that was my first role to play, you know, military police kind of role. But, you know, in, in 15 years in sports life as an athlete, I learned a lot of things. I learned, you know, how to, you know, all these, all these experiences lose, you know, break your knee, dislocate your shoulder, you know, in tears when you're winning, in tears when you're losing, in tears when you see your friends losing. So I experienced crazy dramatic, you know, that, that that's possible as a human being. So I brought all of them. I brought all of them. And then the way I approach in a performance is always that I, I need to make this role my role. You know? Yeah. I know they have expectation how they how you know this role is gonna look like, gonna sound like. But the way I approach is I don't really care. I'm just gonna play it the way I comfort. If you don't like it, then fine, because this is the way I believe. So I performed that role the best I could. But I I always, you know, it's funny about me when I'm in in in, the, in that zone, is always like almost like possession and you know, almost like when it's on, then it's on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it just, it just, when you, you open the door and you get inside and then you, I kind of like forgot about reality. Yeah. It's just like, it's just great feeling that you're in this, in the shoes, in this character shoes, they're so free to do everything. And then you just, uh, of course, you got to follow the character's background, all this stuff, but the way he talks, the way he looks, it's just great to become somebody else. Yeah. I know that's weird. I know that's weird. No, it's not. No, because this, this is what I was saying at the beginning, brother, because you're so, you're, 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 you're a leading man in the sense that you're incredibly good looking, but you're so transitional. You know, Jaka is so different than Lee from like everything I see you, I don't see. I don't see Joe. I see the character. And so the work Thank you did you. in that is, is incredible. So, you know, talk to me about having all this incredible fighting experience. Then you have these demanding action sequences. And I'm sure there's like a, you know, it, it must be weird to like, okay, I, I do know what I'm doing fighting wise, but then you have stunt choreographers helping you map that out. Is that a tricky thing to, to navigate, to, to, relinquish you know trust to to people that are gonna choreograph something for you yeah uh trust is the most important thing i need to trust gareth 100 percent. trust his decisions and i know he trusted me um i need to trust the choreographers because what if i have worry if i have doubts then that's fatal for 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 me yeah. especially in a fight scene so i train a lot you know the great thing about when yeah i was i was an athlete because i i know i know how to train myself i have my own program i know how to train my endurance i know the important thing about muscle endurance muscle uh uh volume that and then uh vo2 max 
Yeah. I know what it, I know everything what uh most of you know most of that what that really important to always stand from morning till evening fighting. So I I have that background. And trust, we train a lot for a couple of we train like 3 4 months before we shoot. I think uh Iko Yayan they were they're the choreographers of that movie. And then I, because I, I know I'm, I was a judoka, right? I used yeah. to, I'm a judoka and then that's a hundred percent silat. It's a new martial art for me. Yeah. Then I try to understand the art, I train the best I can, just nonstop training and try to get into this outfit. You know, if it's, if martial art is, if it's music, martial arts, different martial arts is like instrument, piano, you know, Got it. trumpet. Yeah. Guitar. So I'm like a judo. I'm a guitar guy, and I'm gotta get into this piano. I gotta. But the music is the same. It's about rhyme, rhythm, rhyme, yeah. rhapsody. But to get into this outfit, this silat outfit, that I need to really, really like train myself. You know, like um, nonstop. And and when you were, you know, not even just you know in these rehearsals, but when you started filming, I mean, did you know at the time what you were filming was so special? You know, the experience because it's just like that. I mean, did, wasn't it airsoft guns that you guys were using? And you put that yeah, in yeah, yeah. like, I mean, what a what a what a film, man! I mean, it it it, it just it, it it took the world over, rightfully so, and it's so beautiful. Yeah. To see to see justice prevail on a film like that, because, you know, uh, the West Americans can be so hard on, on subtitles and, and everyone rallied around that film, you know? Yeah. Well, it was low budget movie. Right. And then we didn't, we couldn't afford to, to have like blank bullets because blank yeah. bullets, is you no, know, if you need thousands of them, it's expensive. Yeah. So we use airsoft and we acted out, <laughs> We acted out everything, and I remember even the slow mo. We couldn't afford expensive expensive camera for slow mo. Remember, there's a part, there's a scene slow mo when the door is about to open, and these guys. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, and that that guy literally need just to do it in very slow mo, and the camera helped to pick up that slow mo and enhance the slow mo and it, to make it slow motion because we couldn't afford expensive camera <laughs> wow. so a lot of things we use imaginations in that movie but the the vibe the spirit uh the energy in that movie was so beautiful i felt i didn't feel like working at all i felt like a kid playing in under the rain you know what i'm saying yeah. so I, I i could just do it uh, you know 24 hours yeah until my body stops because the energy is, was like that, and everybody felt the same. So it it was amazing, amazing project. We tricked everything. We couldn't afford stuff, and we find a way to make it, you know, to to make it work. Yeah. In in the fight scenes, because Gareth, he was so perfectionist directing the raid. So he always like I only move on if I see a nine out of ten in every shot so if you guys want to go eight then we have to do it again i don't care so every shot is perfection yeah so we a lot of takes for sure <laughs> 15 takes that's normal yeah. you know we we did average 20 takes each shot wow action that's insane so brew, brew, <laughs> 
so first month, bruises here and there, you felt it. And then after a month, somehow, you know, it's part of you. I yeah. felt like the real police in a battle, you know what I'm saying? which is great for acting. So if you really feel the pain, the exhaustion, the suffocation of your character, because you work so hard, that helped me a lot in my performance. I think that's that's the beautiful thing about about that movie because we work we work extra hard like 15, it's, it's 15 hours easy 15 oh. hours easy a day <laughs> it shows brother and I I, I got to ask you know when that film comes out does does that change everything for you suddenly you know Hollywood is is now calling you know did that immediately did your phone start ringing. <laughs> Well, it changed a lot. That that movie opened the door for me. Yeah, for something not, like not Fast, just, Fast yeah. Six, right? You know, like that. Yeah. And Star Trek. Did that make? Was yeah. it the raid that made those films possible for you? Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. I I remember Justin Lin watched the raid um, on Sundance. Yeah. Or I don't know in festival, and then he, you know, he asked me to to be in Fast and Furious Six, right? And then I met him in person um, on set. He said, "Like, I watched the raid," and then I told my wife <laughs> that I need to get you in my movie. I was like, "Really? I thought it was an audition." No, no, no. I I knew it. I knew I needed you in this movie. So it was crazy. That movie introduced me to the world, and yeah. that introduced me to all this great filmmakers that believed in me. I think that's so powerful and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and grateful. Yeah. Well, you, you, you deserve it brother, because you work so hard and you brought such fundamental truth and discipline and everything that you, Thank you, you learned from your athletics. So talk to me about going from, you know, what was kind of a, I don't want to say low budget, but you know, you guys obviously had airsoft guns and you didn't do it to something like Fast Six where there's no penny expared. You know, you you're, <laughs> there's explosions and they got all Universal Studios is just writing checks. Was that was that a fun experience to see it from from that angle to jump to the to just the ultimate, you know, production experience? <laughs> well, from one million dollar movie to one hundred fifty or sixty million dollars movie. That's crazy, uh, crazy different, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was, I, you know, I was surprised for all the perks in Hollywood. You know, like you have a nice car, and then they pick you by yourself, put you in a nice hotel, fly or, first know, class. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. everything, everything was unreal for me to be honest. And I remember. But I, I, I talked to a lot of friends as well because wow, this is like this is like a dream. Yeah. This is not real. It must have been and overwhelming that, in some ways, wasn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, it was. It was. I was kind of like, I'm here to work, I'm here to shoot. I gotta I gotta always focus. This is beautiful, but the way I think, the way I believe my perspective is the studio gave me so much, you know, perks, fancy perks, beautiful for a purpose because they want me to perform yeah. the best I could, the best I can, not even 1% of distraction. So these things are supposed to enhance my performance. I cannot get distracted or be distracted. So, so it's good to have that 
thinking because it's so easy to to <laughs> to kind of like oh get lost like in all that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dri- driving your Lamborghini to set <laughs> so, yeah and then I st- I'm working in both worlds now I'm still working here in Indonesia which you know the budget is like way 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 lower compared to Hollywood and I'm still st- I'm still working in Hollywood so it's it's great. Was that important to you to 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 stay true to your roots? You know, to be able to. I still want to do these wonderful Indonesian films, but I yeah. I, I definitely want to work in America. Was that something that you always made sure to to do and to stay on? You know, on on your true guiding north. Yeah, yeah. I I still believe that my career started here. I need to always you know think this is home. I need to always work here and then, you know, help the industry here to evolve, to grow while still working in Hollywood. So it's just, it's just beautiful to experience both worlds. And well, I always believe that when I work here, there's nothing, you know, I work in, in Hollywood and all, all the perks and I come back here, I work in the industry, which is they just give me like this wooden chair and then not no trailer, <laughs> no double. Keep you humble. The food, yeah, the food, the food is like in a box which, because in Hollywood, the food's kind of like, like a wedding party yeah. every day, right? <laughs> it's like no so, boo sushi. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. So it, I think for me, I think it's it's interesting, you know, when I work here and like, Oh, this is kind of cool. I, well, I miss this. You know, this yeah. is nice. I I love both worlds. I love because here everything is limited, but everything is so flexible here as well. Because Hollywood, the perks and everything is just you know dreamy, but everything is very strict there. You know, yeah. by contract, by rules, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't say this. In Indonesia, everything is limited in terms of what you see, but what you feel, it feels it feels like, you know, home. <laughs> and, and getting something like Fast and Star Trek, did that allow a film like The Night Comes for Us to be made and, and back home for you? You know, because that it does seem like that, that was a, a big budget movie or it certainly looks like it, you know? That that movie for Indonesia is quite big. I think it's around three to five. Still nothing compared to Hollywood. Oh wow! Because it looks so amazing, man. I yeah, would I think Timo. Yeah, our director Timo. He he's very efficient. Yeah, he know what he's doing. So everything is just effective and efficient. So he can just you know press the budget low and still have beautiful visuals on screen. That's amazing. And how was that experience doing that film, you know, where you're this edgier, badass, you know, kind of triad <laughs> guardian, you know, was that a really fun story? Because it just, I love that movie, man. I mean, I, it, I, <laughs> I, I, I reference it to people, man. It, it's just, it's, thank you. It's the, one of the best action movies, if not the best I had ever seen. Thank you so much. That was my first lead action movie. Yeah. That comes for us. You really yeah. carry that film. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that movie was so special because you know I remember that we we need we needed to find a really strong uh, main main villain for the movie. Just and then it, it was it was quite hard before. And then eco wise, my brother he was busy before he couldn't do it. And then by the time we wanted to shoot it, he was free. And then we asked him, "Do you want to you know 
do this project. Want to play something different? To play a villain because you, you from the raid, play, right? You know, he was yeah, the, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he was really protagonist in in his movies before, so he was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I want to play something different. Uh, put me in. So we're we. I'm so grateful. I I I have him in the movie. That that changed a lot because he's the choreographer as well. Oh, he was. He chore- I didn't yeah, know that. He choreographed wow. the Raid One, Raid Two, and that comes first. So he helped me a lot. You know, he choreographed the movie for me. I am the lead, and he played the bad guy. So I'm I'm so grateful. A lot of friends they they gave so much trust and belief, and then that that made me wanna you know that made me that movie was so special that I gave everything. Yeah, I gave so everything so- for that movie. Not that because of sometimes fame, opportunity, they're important. But for me, when people believe in you, when people yeah. trust you, uh, that's that's above everything. So yeah. I that's kind of like uh, multiply my energy to ten times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's incredible, brother. And and I'm curious. Then you know, I mean, obviously, you had that relationship with Justin Lin, who had immense trust for you. So when something like Warrior starts becoming, you know, an idea to be made, you know, was he calling you to tell you about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I work. I think Justin Lin is the director. I work three projects with them. He's the only one that I work, you know, same same person that I work three projects, uh, the Fast and Furious 6, Star Trek Beyond and Warrior. And he he told me about Warrior back in, well, way long time ago when he was still developing that project, uh, 2013, when we were shooting, when we were shooting Star Trek, we were shooting Star Trek in Vancouver. So he told me about his about that project. He told me that he's, you know, he and Shannon, uh, they were developing this Bruce Lee story called Warrior. And then when the time comes, I'm gonna call you. And he called me in 2017 about it. And yeah, I'm like, he I trust him. You know, he yeah. trusts me, I trust him. And I didn't well, I didn't really have to, you know, see or read every anything. I was like, you want me to be in the show? What is show about? It's about Bruce Lee. Is it important for our community? Is it important for, you know, for uh, diversity and all this stuff? Yeah, this show is very important. Okay, put me in. I, I, I didn't know what character uh, before. And then they sent me a script about Leong and I studied the character. Oh, it was always but for, for me, Lee. You were, you were always going to be seen for Lee? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean Justin is very unique and very friendly. He's a brother of mine. He's like, I don't know what character. Why don't we visualize? We don't have the script yet. Yeah, I just want you to be in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's your homie, well, man. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure it out because I need you in the show. I think I'm just gonna. There's, there must be a character for you to do that you can play. So it's a uh, yeah, Leon design for 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 me to play that I'm happy. I'm happy. John and Tropper, you know, wrote this character beautifully and all the writers. And so it, we get, yeah, season three is coming. So I hope the characters evolve more and people get to see more about him. Well, especially, you know, <laughs> you know, brother, I mean, I, I don't think I have to tell you, but where we are in the world with this horrible animosity from these racist disgusting people towards, you know, Asian and Pacific Islanders. It's so great to see a show that has not only a majority Asian cast, but three dimensional characters that are not just, yeah. you know, idea like yeah. you, 
like even Lee, even though, you know, him and, and uh, Assam kind of have, you know, a rivalry, there's, there's humanity yeah. to Lee and you like yeah, him. Yeah. And like, you know, talk to me about that season one fight scene. I mean, was that, was that something you guys choreographed for months? Because it's one of the most incredible fight scenes I have oh, ever thank seen. Thank you. That's so nice. And dude, you, I mean, <laughs> you're looking good in that, man. You got to give me some diet, some training tips, dude. You know, summer's coming, man. I got to, I got to have the, the my Joe Paul. <laughs> well, in TV show, that's, you know, Warrior is my first, was my first TV show. Well, we didn't have a lot of time you know, to prepare because one episode is nine to 10 days and then the action probably two or three days. So with this, you know, second, second unit, a couple of days, I remember we, we train enough, but I remember Koji and me, we trained by ourselves in the weekend. So yeah. we went to the park and just, you know, play the, the choreography and then dance in that song, like every weekend before the fight. So that helped a lot. And Koji, you know, he's just like a hard worker that just never satisfy about anything. He just want to, you know, want everything to be perfect. So that fits me because I'm a perfectionist myself. So we we share the same energy. So weekend people go to, you know, the beach or go to the club or whatever. But both of us, we would just we you just were in go Cape to the Town park. rehearsing. That's awesome. Yeah, we just go to park and then like a lot of people like kind of like what this two Asians doing in the park fighting. <laughs> but we did like I just just forget about them. We just train, train, train. And then I'm glad that you love that fight. You know, we put a lot of work. In oh, that it's fight. one of the best fight. Man, I mean, when I'm at the treadmill, like struggling, I rewatch it on YouTube. So I'm just like, keep pushing, Ryan, keep pushing. But that's Thank awesome, you. man. You're, you're, you're so incredible in that show. And congratulations on season three. When that happens, you'll have to come back. But, you know, here we're here to talk about Mortal Kombat. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't think you and I are that far in, in age. Obviously, I grew up playing the game did you play the game as i grew up playing the game yeah so you, i remember so yeah. what did that feel like when you know because did you like the 1995 film i i loved it i enjoyed it so much because i remember i was i was like teenage and then i loved the game i played the game like very often and then when the movie movie came out i i, I was jumping around because it's just great to see the characters that i played like on screen you know yeah. like alive that's amazing feeling. And then until now, I rewatched it again before we shoot. It's such a great and fun movie, you know? It's just, yeah. it just so special for the fans. And I'm a fan, I know, yeah. So talk to me mm. when you, you know, obviously, I don't know if it's related because I know, you know, Warrior is done by, well, Cinemax, which is sort of a Time Warner relative, you know, at that point, was it, you know, your relationship on Warrior that got the phone call from Mortal Kombat or was it totally unrelated? I think it was totally unrelated. And I got the call from my agent because Simon McCoy, the director, asked for me personally. Wow. So so it's the same same case like Justin. So Simon watched my previous projects, previous movies, and then he just told a new line. He told me the story, you know, when when I met him on set. When I when I, you know, they offered me the to direct this movie, the first actor that, you know, came out of my mind. Sub-Zero needs to be you. So I was like, really? Yes. Yeah. You need to be Sub-Zero. The, the only actor, the first actor we need to cast is you. And Sub-Zero, you can, you, you're the actor that can only, only play Sub-Zero. I was, 
I was, uh, you know, flattered. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it must have been cool because, like, you know, obviously I know there was a sequel that wasn't as successful. But, you know, Sub-Zero didn't really exist as a character in the first one. It was more yeah. just an action. So what did it feel like to, yeah. to have an opportunity to create the psychology of this character from scratch? I mean, that must have been so cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm grateful because the story kind of, like, give more you know, screen time to Sub-Zero about, because yeah, like you said, two previous movies, he, he was just kind of like, you know, a kick ass in with a mask and yeah, then yeah. show up a couple of scenes and die. Yeah. <laughs> so in this movie, I, I love the character. I research a lot and then it's, it's just amazing character to play. You know, when you, when I found out about like his background, there's a lot to play, you know. He's not just a blue ninja throwing eyes. No. You know, he he's a, a mixed race, cryomancer and Asian American woman, beautiful family, got abducted by the Lin Kuei, forced to be assassins, shape and doctor nice to be a killer. But deep inside, I believe his DNA is not evil. Yeah, I believe he still has something inside of him, but when I kind of like when I dive into this character, I made this assumption, made this imaginary uh, was thinking that I believe human beings in this world there are there is a human when he is trapped in the darkness looking for a light, mm -hmm. right? But there are other people that when he's trapped in the darkness, he just go deeper and deeper and get lost. That's behind Sub-Zero, the way I approach the character. Yeah. And then to understand that, to play it on screen, all those information and knowledge kind of like made me smooth. And, and, and when it just made me easier to get into this world of him. Yeah. And, and, and those battles with Scorpion, you know, getting to work with another martial arts legend, what did that feel like? You know, I mean, you get two incredible fight scenes at the beginning and <laughs> and, and and closer towards the end, you know, I mean, was that also, I, I mean, wearing that kind of heavy of a costume, I what was it like, you know, being that limited by, you know, because it looked like you had pounds and pounds of, of, of yeah. you know, I, I imagine that was constricting. Was that tough? It was. It was. It was heavy. It was very uh, stiff. I couldn't really move that free. But I think, well, that's the character, right? That's the costume. Logically, a, a person wearing this metal armor here and there, of course, he's not going to walk like a ballerina. Yeah. He's going to walk. He's going to walk certain way to carry that weight. And then, rather than thinking about it as distraction, I kind of used that way to help me the way I walk, the way I look, the way I move. Right. So, but it took me three weeks to really adapt with the weight and stiffness. And then I remember like back pain, <laughs> neck oh, pain for sure. three weeks. And after a month, I embodied the costume. I, we become one is, yeah. you know, it's easy to say the costume. I feel the costume is not like separable, uh, what do you call it? It's not a part of me. It's not 
what do you call it? It's separation of yeah. it's not separation anymore. It's part of me already. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You became one in synchronous. Yeah. That's incredible. And yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, the, another film where it seems like no penny was spared. Were you were you on the weekends rehearsing this? Because like it seems like you gave this film everything, man. I mean, it's so beautiful and the scenes are so awesome to watch. And, and it, it, I love that they, you know, put out the opening scene. That was such a great marketing move, you know, and you get so hooked into your character, you know, I mean, wow. talk to me about the experience of filming this going from being a childhood fan of the video game to now being the first, you know, actor <laughs> to get to develop Sub-Zero. That must be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was quite a journey. I remember to finding him. It was quite a process. I remember a lot of discussions that uh, that we had, me, producer, and Simon, the director, because I I knew somehow I knew where I how I want to play. Yeah, but you know, as an actor, you somehow you gotta pray to God that the director. You know, he's on the same path with you because if he's not, then you're in trouble yeah. because whatever you do is going to say, no, 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 no. So I, well, I'm so grateful. I was, I was blessed because Simon, he was very open. He's a great listener and he supported all, you know, all his actors, you know, he listened to them. And then when he, he said no, a lot of times, but he supported the craft. He supported the acting. He's not treating the actors like a puppet. Yeah. Because if he told me that uh, the reason I, I know the reason I hired you for this role because I know that you're gonna play it beautifully, so I'm not gonna like dictate you. I'm just gonna let you grow and grow, but I'm just gonna guard you where you cannot cross the lines, right? So the process was it was quite it was quite interesting because I remember every morning I just <laughs> Simon Simon I need to talk to you. And I, <laughs> I'm thinking about this and he just listened. He's like, okay, do that. And then if you, the process, even the costume process, it, it was quite, it was quite beautiful because there are, there is a part in this in the final fight that you see the inner layer of the costume. Yeah. So I, I think I, I you know, I discussed with the choreographer as well. I want this character to have a journey because we everybody knows all the fans know he's gonna die right because yeah. it's in a movie is is it is, is more common lore so but to make it different I want the audience the fan to see the process the journey so we see he's protected with the armor he sees we see he's you know get stabbed here throw here and there and then I want to have a second layer of the costume I want the audience to see everything is falling apart. The costume is falling apart. The mask breaks. He take off the mask. Yeah. And we see him like the way we you know the first scene, like we saw him. He lost everything. He lost everything. He lost his breath. He was exhausted. And then he's wounded. And I want the audience. Two people to see fighting him journey. this time, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. I think it's just different. Sometimes we we see a, a fight. It's just who's gonna win, who's gonna lose, right? Who's gonna die, who's gonna win? But but I always believe in a fight in the middle of that. There are a lot of things we can give to the audience. A lot of stories. A lot of like message of the fight. The story of the fight. 
So I'm blessed because choreographers, directors, producers, writers, they're like, they're on my back. Well, they supported you, me all the way. <laughs> they, they certainly did, but you rose to the occasion and, and I, it's so hard to do. And I have such tremendous respect and gratitude for that, brother. And it's it was so inspiring to watch. What's it been like? You know, obviously we've we've had a tough year with everyone being locked at home, but you know, now having the film out and, and the world seeing it and everyone loving it, what has that experience been like for you? Well, I'm proud. A lot of my friends from my hometown called me and told me that, you know, you remember you used to play in my house because you didn't have, <laughs> have you didn't have Sega, right? And you went to my house for like hours to play Mortal Kombat and you're playing Sub-Zero now. So it's beautiful, bro. Um, it's, a, it's a dream come true for me because I'm a gamer. I'm quite a nerd. I'm crazy about games, crazy about Mortal Kombat, and I get got to play the iconic character of the game. And then hearing until now all the mentions and direct messages, like Insta stories, tag people just you know love the character. Yeah. People, people like the fans say thank you for me. Like winning all the awards in the world, you know. <laughs> well, you deserve all the awards in the world, and and that's so beautiful. I'm I'm curious, you know, brother, because you are obviously an incredible action, but you're also an incredible actor. You know, going forward, are 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 you interested in doing projects that are just acting and don't require action? Is that something that might interest you, or do you like For doing? Sure. You do awesome. Yeah, I think I always. You know, put myself an actor first. Martial arts is skill. You know, like other stuff, other skills. Like you're an actor, you can do skydive. That's skill. You know, you can do, you can ride a horse, or you can speak five different languages. Those are skills, and martial arts is one of those skills. Yeah. But the the main portion, the main dish, is acting as an actor. So I never really box myself. That I, you know, because now everybody knows I can, you know, I can kick ass on screen. So I always want to try to get out of my comfort zone to do something different, you know, to do comedy or to do non-action, totally non-action movie. That's, that's my dream. That's, that's uh, the thing that I, me and my agents, my manager, we need to do something different because I don't want to be trapped and comfort, you know, even though, you know, people will hire me. Be, for action movies but for me myself as an actor i need the well the only way to grow is you have to go to the uncomfort zone right yeah challenge yourself yeah yeah that's incredible come come to new york and let's do a play together brother you know on let's go! <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man but you know Dude, I'm so grateful for you being here. A few few final questions for you, Joe. You know, it's it's been a really tough year, you know, with the pandemic. And obviously, you know, there's been so much Asian hate and, and it's been really horrific. And I, you know, really want to take a moment to a- a- acknowledge everyone out there that's been hurting and, and you know, know that, that we support everyone and we believe that any kind of hate is not, is not allowed and, and should never, ever exist. Um, I'm curious, you know, throughout all this madness, what has been keeping you inspired? Well, I never see color, religions, race. Hate is hate. Love is love, right? I believe in this difficult situation, a lot of people, you know, got hurt. 
you know, a lot of people lost their uh, members of their family, people they love. People are angry. People are like frustrated. And then hate is the only way it's easier to hate rather than finding positive solution, right? So I, me, myself, I don't want to, you know, like the race towards Asian American, Asian over world. I think for me, if we, you know, if we, what do you call it? If we fight back with hate, yeah, then then it's endless. Yeah, I think all we gotta do now now is just not to be afraid. I think because terror, hate, the purpose of those things are to make us afraid. Yeah. To make us you know, fear, you know, to to make us feel fear. So for me, like telling all over all my Asian friends out out there all over the world, just don't be afraid because we're not alone. Not just Asian. I believe our black friends, white friends, you know, Hispanic friends, they're they're with us because no one loves hate. Yeah. Every everybody's hating what's going on with to 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 Asian Americans like. What happened to, you know, like uh, the the incident before, like Black Lives Matter, yeah. the world, yeah, the world's hand hold hands together to support the injustice. I believe these things will fade as long as we still holding hand together, all of us, not just Asian, and then all those important Asian people out there keep fighting, keep inspiring. Like f- afraid is the the last thing we wanna we wanna feel in these difficult situations. Yeah. So be brave. That's so beautiful, and that kind of echoes into my my final question: is you know, if, for all the young, you know, wide-eyed Joes that are you know eighteen, seventeen, you know, maybe martial artists, maybe not, and 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 want to get into this business, and you know, maybe feel limited by their their type, their ethnicity, and you know, yeah. are, are interested in pursuing a career in acting. Any words of yeah. wisdom or advice you would have? Well, my my situation, I it was hard for me. It was hard for me, even in Indonesia. So I think what I can say, what I can give advice is, you got to know that you're good. Yeah. Even though you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think uh, this is art, right? There's no right or wrong. Yeah. There's no, there's no like 10, 9, 7. There's no score. Art is art. Yeah. And then we, we always, even, even great actors, they're still learning. They're learning every day. So in, in this profession, I think you need to just... Well, whatever can, whatever experience, whatever can get you into experiencing emotions, that help a lot in performance. Because if you're just a happy guy since you were a kid until now, there's nothing to play no, around. You got no drama. So that's why, yeah. yeah, you gotta put yourself, not put yourself in trouble, but I mean, you know, dive yourself in, in like help people. Feel what they feel, you know, feel what the pain of them. You don't have to feel the pain. So all those emotions, experience of life, they're like 80% of acting. And 20%, you can read the book, you know, technical stuff. Yeah, you know, totally. the camera, where the lights, but, you know, 
practicing your uh, your lines. It's technical. You can practice that because yeah. it, it's it's practicable. <laughs> <laughs> For but, sure. but the yeah, but the convey emotion to play a character, I think actor needs to experience a lot. Yeah. Then you can have you can have a performance like layered performance, not just one dimensional performance. So yeah, I mean, every all, all young actors uh, out there, I think just get out, you know, experience life, yeah. travel, help people, feel their pain, you know, feel their happiness too, and then those emotion experiences are like almost a key to good performance. Yeah, I fully agree. And and to making you a better person. That's so beautiful, brother. And and in any projects you can announce that, you know, that are in the near future for you or, you know, anything uh, that's in the immediate horizon? Uh, this year I am pretty much jobless <laughs> <laughs> i'm right there with you brother <laughs> well um i'm i'm very picky i think after 10 years of my career right i there are a lot of like offers that i didn't believe in the script i didn't believe in the character that i think it was a mistake if i do it for whatever reason money i think yeah, the first yeah, the first yeah. yeah the first reason i need to believe in the script and the role first, even though low budget, even though micro budget, it doesn't yeah. matter. But if you see a gem, a script, and a character that you can give, I can do something in this character. Then that that type of project that I will I will say yes. Yeah. And um, that's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's not easy. So I'm still looking for the gem. I'm still yeah. looking for the right gem. I think responsibility. Is very important because uh, maybe the movie could collapse, the movie could be flopped, but you trust the character; yeah. it's unreplaceable. Because the movie could flop, but you believe in the character, you there will there will be no regret. No. But yeah, if you say yes to something that you doubted at first, it's already set happened. up for not success. Yeah, you right cannot. There. Yeah, yeah, you cannot really forgive yourself. Yeah, you're gonna like be miserable i don't i don't like that i just oh. want to i have to trust my project yeah i, I love the <laughs> attitude and 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 joe i got so much respect and love and appreciation for Thank what you, you do Ryan. and it means so much for you coming on and giving back and let's do this again soon brother and i got so much yeah. well, so much know. immense gratitude man and and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing you at the oscars you know and i'm gonna be like i told <laughs> you dude and then i'll bring you to that play we'll take over broadway together Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much. You mean I can tell you watch Warrior and that you love that show. Oh, and yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for the support. No, <laughs> thank you for what. Thank you for inspiring me, man. It's been it's been not the most fun times in the world, and and your content has really lifted me up in everything that you do. So I really mean everything with sincerity. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much, Ryan. All right, looking Joe. forward to talk soon. Yeah, to be continued, <laughs> brother. Okay. 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 All right. Bro. Get bye some bye. rest, okay? All right. Bye bye. Thank bye. you. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.